Okay, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru in the Woods Fantasy Football Podcast. We got one week in the books. Uh, Wiz and I are going to start to analyze some of the things that happened, some of the fallout, some of the injuries, some of the good things, some of the bad things. Uh, Wiz, how are you today on this uh, very hazy, uh, I'm being told that the uh, wildfires have made its way to the East Coast, and that's why we're getting this hazy weather. How are you today? Yeah, doing, uh, doing okay. I mean, this is a little unusual because um, I guess it's an odd time, right, because we're, we're in mid-September. And normally it would be the start of football, but it would not mean the NBA semifinals about to start and the U.S. Open <laughs> is about to start as well. So we're used to football, but we got some exciting sports going on. But uh, as far as this podcast is uh, concerned, we're going to kind of like, uh, you know, talk about some of the things that uh, took place in week one from a team perspective as well as a fantasy football perspective. And uh, we're going to take it uh, conference by conference in terms of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting things in uh, – in week one, and uh, are you ready to get into it? Absolutely, let's go for it. So uh, we'll go straight. To, we're going to start. This one's going to be on the AFC. We'll do a separate one for the NFC. So let's go to that game in Orchard Park where we saw the Buffalo Bills play against the New York Jets, and I think we learned a lot on about about both teams. And I know coming into the season, I think a lot of people had a lot of skepticism on on Josh Allen's ability as a quarterback, and I think you saw some of the good things for Josh Allen, but you also saw some of the bad things. It was, you know, that game probably should have been a more dominating score. Um, you know, the Jets are a team that is going to be a complete disaster, I think, all year long. Um, but let's uh, let, let's go right there. Let's go to Orchard Park. Let's talk about these two teams. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it off to you to kind of start the uh, conversation on uh, the, I mean, we'll start with the Bills first, the team that uh, actually came away with the victory in week one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, I can really talk mostly just about the Bills and Patriots because, like you said, there's, there's not much to talk about with the Jets and the Dolphins at all. The, the Jets are horrendous. There's nothing to add. There's nothing that surprised me. Um, you know, to to take the words of Benny Green, they they are who we thought they were. I mean, just it, it, it's not good. And as far as my Miami. Um, you know, just real quick, you know, two of their receivers opting out before the season started, Devontae Parker got hurt. Um, they, they're kind of just, I think, just going to, you know, it'll just be a matter of time before Tua takes over as quarterback. And, uh, you know, they're going to get him some experience this year. So I don't really have much to add on the Dolphins and Jets. The Bills and Patriots are another story altogether. And, um, what I found interesting about the Bills and Patriots is it looks like their offenses are headed in completely different directions in how they want to attack the other team. Josh Allen looks like he wants to throw the ball all over the place. They held the ball for 41 minutes against the Jets. He threw 46 passes. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, you know, the stats were good. I think he was like 33 for 46, and they won the game and all of that. But, 
the, the way he's playing the position as of now, he's in year three. I don't feel good about their chances of beating the Kansas City Chiefs or the Baltimore Ravens and maybe even some other teams that are that are top contenders in the AFC. Uh, I still am a bit concerned about his accuracy. Two crucial fumbles, fumbles, very loose with the ball. The only thing I could say from a fantasy perspective as far as the Bills are concerned are or you know the running back situation looked like it was going to be maybe difficult to figure it out nothing can be you know can it can be deciphered after watching them we won it was kind of an almost even split between Singletary and Moss and it looks like there's going to be a lot of targets for both Diggs and John Smokey Brown uh, so that's my take on the Bills and uh, before I hand it over to you to you know, see what you know thoughts you have on the AFC East is that the Patriots look like they're running they're going to run the ball a lot Cam Newton like 15 design runs from a fantasy perspective with the exception of Edelman, who's probably going to have a lot of games where he catches between six and eight balls for 60, 70, 80 yards, maybe give him a few carries as well. Um, there's nobody that I'm comfortable or would like in that offense from a fantasy perspective. I think they had, they're going to use several running backs. They're all going to play. And those other wide receivers, I don't think you're going to have much value. So as far as I'm concerned with the Patriots, you could kind of see how they want to attack it. Edelman is the only guy there, and, um, and and I feel pretty good about Diggs and John Brown as far as the Bills are concerned. I'm not sure what else you want to add about that division, but have at it. Yeah, so I thought, I thought you know, you, you made a great point. I actually had it written down as well about the 41 minutes time of possession. It's certainly an indication, too, of how, how bad the Jets are. But John Brown, I think, was largely ignored um, not ignored completely, but he was definitely devalued significantly. And the rapport between the, between him and the quarterback are are, are pretty solid. So uh, that's the, that's the one thing. You know who did stick his nose in there for a couple of good catches was Gabriel Davis. I know he was a player that that made some noise during the preseason. So uh, if there was ever to be an injury with with one of those guys, he, he's a guy to keep in mind. Is the only thing I would mention there. I think your analysis is bang on on the on the Patriots. Certainly, preparation will be a little bit different, as you mentioned to me in a, in a, you know, before we got on um, when we were talking uh, earlier about you know, Seattle will have time to prepare. I, I was surprised Cam Newton ran the ball 15 times, but it's a very bare offensive cupboard for the, for the Patriots. And, you know, the Patriots used all four of their running backs, even J.J. Taylor getting in there, sticking his nose in for you know, four or five touches in the game. So very 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 interesting the, the only thing i will add on on the dolphins and the jets the jets basically to me uh, have two offensive weapons and that's jameson crowder and, and uh, chris herndon and for the dolphins i thought it was interesting how miles gaskin was the guy that was actually when, when jordan howard went down with an injury was the guy that was actually toting the ball a little bit so just things to keep in mind for your waiver wires and all that sort of stuff but there, there are not great fantasy situations. I, you know, we'll be monitoring Devontae Parker's um, ability to bounce back from the injury. I don't have a lot of faith in a, in a receiver with a hamstring in, injury the week before of a game. So usually that's an indication of a couple of weeks missed. But, but I, that's the only thing I would mention uh, along the lines of the AFC East uh, at this point in time. Yeah, one thing I, one thing I want to add is if you lost your fantasy game by – you know, if a touchdown by John Brown would have won you your fantasy game, really you should probably tweet or write a letter or something to Josh Allen. <laughs> that touchdown pass he missed him in the back of the end zone was was just 
you know, something, you know, a quarterback, a professional quarterback should never miss. So if you if you lost your fantasy game by less than, uh, you know, a touchdown by John Brown would have, you know, if that would have won you the game, yeah, that that's that's a difficult one to to have seen yeah. for sure. And I will say, Wiz, you know, he, he actually led the Bills in, in targets with 10. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, it was like 10 and 9 for him. And they, yep. yeah, they, they kind of like, yeah, they were, they were throwing the ball to those two guys. Let's go to the AFC North now where there seems to be a lot more going on, certainly than the AFC East. Um, and um, and the, the thing is, uh, I'm going to start from the bottom up. Um, and in this case, I'm going to use the bottom as the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not sure. Forget about the season. I'm not sure Baker Mayfield is going to make it through half the season um, with, with his performance. He, he just another horrendous quarterbacking game by him. He made some good plays, but overall it wasn't good. Um, you know, they have two games coming up. I think they play the, the Browns I'm talking about. They play the Bengals and they play the Redskins. And I, I mean, the, the Washington football team at home, both games. And then they go to Dallas. They, they better win both of those games against Washington and the Bengals because they're, I, they're probably going to lose at Dallas. And, you know, they start that season off one and three if they split those two games against the Bengals and, and Washington. Uh, he, he, yeah, I'm not confident that he's going to make it through even half the season, uh, Baker Mayfield. So I'll leave it like that as far as Cleveland's concerned. There was nothing much to talk about. Joe Burrow played okay. Um, my overall concern, if you own Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon or Joe Mixon, is the offensive line. The offensive line is not good. That's not good when you have a rookie quarterback and a running back with a rookie quarterback. I'm very concerned. I think you should be optimistic if you have A.J. Green. He ended up, his stat line, I think, was about 5 for 50. His stat line should have been probably 7 for a hundred and two, seven for hundred and a touchdown. A couple of bad throws, including one that was, I think, a 30 or 40-yarder that he just overthrew A.J. Green. That was it would have been a walking touchdown. So optimistic about A.J. Green. He looked good. Um, so I think Joe Burrow will start playing better. The concern more is the offensive line as far as Burrow and Mixon are concerned. Moving along to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it looked like Ben Roethlisberger needed about a half of football to shake the rust off. Um, I like that offense. James Conner got hurt in the game. It looked like an ankle injury. I'm not sure how long he's going to miss. Probably a couple of weeks. Uh, Benny Snell came in and played well. But, I, though, you know, it's something that we talked about a lot, you know, liking that Steeler offense. And there's nothing that I saw last night that makes me feel anything but even more convinced about that. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is going to be elite this year. I've been saying that for a long time, and then they have the complimentary guys who got the experience last year, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Chase Claypool as the fourth guy can do different things. So there's a lot to like about that Steeler offense, a lot of what I expected, uh, and, and Roethlisberger looked very, very good, especially after he was able to shake the rust off. And the Ravens, same kind of thing. Um, 
you know, I assume, I think that, I thought that J.K. Dobbins is going to, you know, assume that role. I predicted that. I said that over and over again. When we had Rich the Koch collector, he was one of the three players that I mentioned. So they did a lot of what we expected, running the ball, big plays in the offense. Hollywood Brown had five for 100. Mark Andrews seems to be a red zone force. So kind of what we expected with the Ravens and Steelers, growing pains for the Bengals, and utter disappointment in the Browns, especially Baker Mayfield. So have at it. Anything to add or anything to analyze or add on to what I said? So I I felt coming into this season that it was going to be challenging for those teams that were coming in with a new coaching staff. And I trust Kevin Stefanski as as an offensive coordinator and and to eventually get this right. Maybe the personnel is is, is definitely a concern, as you mentioned, about Baker Mayfield. You know, Odell Beckham Jr., he was targeted 10 times, three catches, 22 yards. I don't know Odell Beckham Jr. in any league, um, and I was a little nervous about this situation. Uh, and certainly we saw in week one, this was a team that was unprepared to play, um, you know, the division winner last year. So it was pretty ugly. I, I was really encouraged what I saw with the with the Bengals. The Bengals should have won that football game. You know, their kicker got hurt on, on, on the game-tying kick. As you mentioned, A.J. Green should have had a touchdown. I didn't like the offensive pass interference call, but I loved how he was engaged in this offense. Um, I agree with you on the offensive line there, for sure. Uh, Tyler Boyd came on late. He didn't catch any balls, you know, throughout the first almost three quarters, and then he got going late in the game. But you know, Burrow can run the ball a bit. He had a good touchdown run as well. So I, I like what I see there. There's one concern I have with the Steelers, and the Steelers lost two more offensive linemen. They came in without the Castro. They lost Wisniewski, who tore his pack. He's gone now for the year. Uh, and I think they also lost one uh, less today, too, to an ACL. So... You have to watch that situation. I thought Deontay Johnson, remember, he didn't play any football with Ben Roethlisberger and, and showed pretty well last year. Uh, a little bit of opening day jitters for him. He muffed a punt and he dropped the ball over the middle early on the game, but he certainly came on later. I, I love Claypool and how they used him, and I think his role will increase as the season goes on. So you want to monitor that from a waiver wire perspective for sure. But we were excited about the Steeler offense and and they showed well uh, on the Monday night game yesterday. Um, and I guess the last team to talk about is, is Baltimore, who who didn't use any running back for more than 39% of the snaps. You know, Wiz was very correct to allude that this was going to be, a, you know, a, a kind of a challenging situation. So if you own Mark Ingram, it's problematic for sure. A guy that was really high on this year, uh, you know, I read the stories about him gaining weight. He was hurt the whole second half of the year. I love what I saw out of Hollywood Brown. And I think we're going to get, if he could stay healthy, we're going to get a much Different, different production from that player. You know, I think a guy that could approach a thousand yards pretty easily in this offense will be, you know, aside from Andrews, the favorite target here. So I'm excited as a Hollywood Brown owner in three different leagues. I like what I saw last night uh, on Sunday. Excuse me. Yeah. All righty. And now why don't we move to AFC South? And why don't you take the lead here and you talk about the uh, division teams and some fantasy perspective, and then I'll uh, see if I have anything to add to that. Okay, so I would say the situation, uh, the tech, the Titans kind of bored me last night. Um, you know, I, I have said a couple of times that I think I'd like to see this offense. I think they have offensive weapons. 
Love the tight end there. We love A.J. Brown. Corey Davis had a great game last night. Uh, you know, it's the Derrick Henry show. I would like to see more imaginative play calling here. And I think, this, the, you know, the Fred Smith needs to realize uh, that this is actually, he's got a group of very good players here. Uh, granted, I don't want Derrick Henry's you know, skill set being diminished in any shape, way, shape, or form. But I think they have some skilled pass catchers here. And I, I'd like to see them open up and get more imaginative on offense. Um, you know, when it comes to this division, I, you know, I mentioned the Houston Texans. We talked a little bit about this already, but without Hopkins, I have no faith in this offense at all. Uh, I don't have faith in the receivers. Um, the one guy that I would keep an eye on is Jordan Akins. So that's my story on the, on the Houston Texans. I was very excited coming into this season for what I thought the Indianapolis Colts could do with this great offensive line, this offensive personnel. Now, Wiz certainly was on the Jonathan Taylor bandwagon early. It's an unbelievable turn of events with Marlon Mack going out. I think, you know, we had talked about Naheem Hines as well. I think these two running backs are just going to be really exciting to watch throughout this year. Their opportunity is there behind this line. Phillip Rivers needs to be smart with the football, again, costing them. But you have to be excited about the offensive personnel here, though T.Y. Hilton seemed to have slept, uh, slept walk his way through this ball game. Um, but, you know, a player we mentioned, Paris Campbell, showed very well in this game. I think the last thing I want to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of people have them in this kind of Trevor Lawrence lottery. I think everybody has to be very, very careful of that. Wiz and I both loved Gardner Minshew as a number two quarterback this year. We thought he could approach the top 10. The man was 19-20 in game one. He's got a new weapon in Chenault. We like Shark. Um, you know, Keelan Cole got in there and did some stuff. You know, D.D. Westbrook was actually benched for the game. Just incredible stuff. But Chenault was used in a lot of different ways. And James Robinson, they had faith in the guy. They gave the guy the ball a ton, and he looked good. So... Uh, probably more than anything I'm excited in this division is what Gardner Minshew did in his first game, uh, of, first start of this season at the helm at the start of the season. So very exciting stuff. Yeah, so uh, I'll just add on to a few things here. You know, you didn't like Deshaun Watson. Um, and after watching, you know, the first game, I'm now concerned as well. Uh, you know, when I watch them play, there's no physicality to their offense. They, every guy is a finesse player. Like, you know, David Johnson's a good player, but he's just a finesse guy. And, and Will Fuller and Cobb and Cooks and, and Kenny Still, they're all finesse receivers. And, man, do they miss that physicality with Hopkins who could snare that ball in the middle of the field. Man, I, I I fear that it's going to be a long season for the Texans. Uh, their defense looks like it wears down as games go on, and they, they don't have the physicality to have long you know time of possession. So I'm, I'm I have a real concern about the Texans. Um, the Titans is not much to say. They're just one of these teams. This is this is who they are. Corey Davis is a, it's an interesting situation because I I felt you know the. the Roles kind of like reverse, like maybe defenses were paying a little bit more attention to Corey Davis last year, and A.J. Brown kind of, you know, took the league by storm. Uh, this year, it may be a little bit different at the start. It seemed they were paying a lot of attention 
their safety seemed to be over there doubling on A.J. Brown and made the other guys beat them. And, you know, that's 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 what they did. I mean, there were a lot of catches, the Humphreys and Corey Davis. So they, they really want everything to run through Henry and then play action off that. They, they are who they are. I mean, that that's just that's who they are. The, the Jags, you know, this is interesting because we were high on Minshew and he looked good, and it's not like he was against a, a terrible defense. I mean, the Colts have a good defense this year. James Robinson looked like he had tremendous acceleration, good burst. Um, I like what I saw out of him. He looked good. LaVisca Schnall is going to be, you know, I talk about lack of physicality with with the Texans. He is all physicality with the Jags, and so is DJ Shark. They have a very, very physical team. Um, yeah, I, I like what I saw. They drafted all defense, you know, um, in the draft uh, mostly. And, um, and I, I, you know, that was, that was a big win for them. And as far as winners go, the biggest winner of week one are Jonathan Taylor owners. Uh, that's a lucky situation. I mean, I thought it would take a few weeks before Taylor assumed the role. Now it's the clear path. And I think the only two words I could think of are look out. For the rest of the league, he he's gonna he's gonna be something special. So yeah, that's uh that's that's the AFC South. And uh, since I uh, let off for the first two divisions, why don't you start things off with the AFC West, the last of the four divisions we're gonna talk about? Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the team that I'm most excited for in this division. Um, I even placed a wager on them to win more than seven games this year, and I think I said they were gonna make the playoffs this year, if I'm not mistaken. So. The Las Vegas Raider offense is very exciting to me, and I think we saw glimpses of that now. I don't want to go too crazy just yet because Carolina has a very young and new defense. However, I was very pleased on what I saw on both the running game. We know that Josh Jacobs was going to potentially be a top five running back, and I think we got a glimpse of that on Sunday uh, for sure. Um, But Carr played a very good game. I love the receiving core, love, love the young talent between Waller at tight end, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, who didn't do anything in this game. Renfro was also quiet, but I'm excited about this offense. I, I think this team has an advantage because they were together as a group last year. So super excited about what's going on there. No question about it. Where I'm not excited and I'm concerned, as an Austin Eckler owner, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, I didn't like the way... Look, I love that he had 20 touches. I just didn't like the vanilla aspect of the offense. And Terod Taylor is not going to run an exciting offense. He didn't do it in Buffalo. We don't expect it now. He's a placeholder for Herbert when he becomes the starting quarterback. They got away with a win. They have a decent defense, despite the fact that they lost Derwin James. But I'm concerned on all fronts, on dealing with the offensive players for Los Angeles Chargers. We had thought this was going to be the case. You know, Keenan Allen valued lower. Mike Williams wasn't even supposed to play in this game. He actually ended up having an okay game, but just very concerned along those lines. There's not much to talk about. We've talked about the Chiefs already. Uh, We wrapped up the Thursday night game, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Uh, You know, I, I think just... Just a situation there where they're going to keep on rolling. They have a tremendous amount of offensive talent. Uh, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire train has left the station for sure. Um, yeah, and then lastly, uh, who else do we have in the AFC? Um, oh, Denver last night. So I was so excited what I saw from Noah Font last night. Now, no Cortland Sutton. I played him across the board in, in, in my DraftKings games. I thought Judy would show as well, and Judy was definitely you know the most targeted receiver for them last night. Um from the wide receiver standpoint, um, 
But Noah Font disappeared after after the first half. They, they took him out of the game. You know, a typical Bill Belichick trait, and certainly uh, Vrabel did the same thing here. But uh, I, w- I loved what I saw from Font in the first half, no question about it. You know, Judy getting out there. Uh, you have to watch the concerns around Philip Lindsay going down, so Melvin Gordon will get a lot more action if that's the case. But, you know, again, seemed to be a little bit of a governor on the offense, not quite opening up. Drew Locke was okay last night. Um, you know, didn't make any mistakes in terms of interceptions, but it was just a little bit of a safe and conservative play calling game from my perspective. I, I should add one other thing on the Raiders, just just so I don't jump around. The very clear handcuff at the moment, if you're a Josh Jacobs or, um, owner, is Devonta Booker. So keep that in mind from uh, from an injury perspective. All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about the Chiefs. There's nothing to say. Say they're, they're you know their their offense is just pure excellence. Um, they have just great players all everywhere. Um, moving to the Raiders, uh, the Raiders have a lot of good young players. Um, I think that Jacobs' performance is kind of to be halfway attributed to Carolina's horrendous defense and halfway attributed to the excellence of Josh Jacobs. The point being is he may not go crazy like that against every team, but he will be a force to be reckoned with. Josh Jacobs um, is now going to be involved with the teams more in the passing game. That's the only thing that maybe was holding him back from being in that group with those other guys, and I, I think Josh Jacobs being part of the passing game will be right up there with anybody at the running back position in terms of fantasy football this year. Um, it's tough to gauge Denver because anytime you're missing a couple of key guys, then other guys step up and they got a lot of volume that normally they wouldn't. So I'm going to take the wait and see approach with Denver. I like what I see out of Jerry Judy. I think he'll lead the Broncos in receptions. He had a couple of, he had an interesting game. He he had some nice plays, some nice run-after-catch plays, but he dropped some big passes in that game. Some were, you know, bad throws to him as well. So he was being targeted a lot, but he had an up-and-down game. He had, you know, unusual to see that, but, you know, a key drop for, for Judy uh, in that game, especially when they were trying to run out the clock uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, as, as far as uh, the Chargers are concerned, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised about the Eckler thing, but I was high on Joshua Kelly, um, and I think he's going to be used in that role. I mean, I just don't necessarily think that they want to hand the ball off a million times to Austin Eckler. So I think Kelly's going to get a fair amount of carries. Uh, the thing is, you know, I think they want to, and I think, you know, maybe in – in hindsight, um, you know, think you know after the game, you know, and after the game was over, maybe the, the coaching staff was like saying, ah, you know, how the heck did Austin Eckler only have one catch for three yards? I mean, they got to throw him the ball at least a handful of times every game. He's an elite receiver for a running back. Getting him in the open field is what they want to do. So I, I would say. You know, I'd be a little concerned if I owned Austin Eckler and I did not have Joshua Kelly because I think clearly if something would have happened to Eckler, Joshua Kelly would be the the bigger recipient over Justin Jackson. So, yeah, that's um, 
that that's it. I know you love the uh, you know I talked a little about Jacobs. I know you were high on the Raiders, and uh, they look good. They didn't utilize some of their guys as maybe as much as we thought, like Renfro and Edwards. Aguilar got in there, but that's what Josh got. I mean, that's what John Gruden likes to do. He likes to you know utilize a lot of players. So a lot to like about you know the the Raiders offense and Kansas City's offense for sure, but. Not so much with that stagnant Chargers offense, especially with uh, Taylor at the helm. They barely won a game that they probably shouldn't have won against the Bengals. So um, that's about it. Any other comments regarding the AFC or we're going to head to the NFC next? Well, I think we're going to head to the NFC. And and just the one thing on, on Eckler, look, I never thought he was going to be the – look, he, he carried the ball 20 times, which is interesting. I just would have – I want to see players utilize with their skill set. That's the bottom line. So no questioning the amount of touches. It's the skill set usage that I'm uh, questioning. Excellent. We'll get to the uh, – we're headed to the NFC next. Absolutely, Wiz. Thank you. Yep.